Alright guys, welcome back. Now, I know this is a little bit delayed just by you guys reading the the title of the of this episode. You're probably like, didn't you went to a concert like a week ago or something? And I'm like, yes, yes, I know. But here's the thing. I'm kind of glad that I'm actually recording this episode now. Because not only Mama's going to be talking about her favorite band of all time and finally being able to see them in concert. But we're also going to be talking about some events that also happened not too long ago. I'm uploading this episode right after, like a few days after the events that has happened in Astroworld. And if you guys do not know, obviously it's all over the news right now as we speak. This past weekend, uh, you know, we woke here. I mean, I guess, I mean, the word, the word is out of where I live, obviously. But locally, here at the NRG Stadium... We had a uh, festival that was hosted by Travis Scott that is known for Astroworld. And for those that do not know, Astroworld used to be a theme park that had that was from uh, Six Flags that used to be right across the across the street from uh, from the NRG Stadium. However, it shut down years ago. Now, why am I going to be talking about this? Because not only I went to see my favorite band of all time in concert. We're going to be talking about safety with the fans. And here with the events that have happened in Astroworld, I have seen so many people going on social media, attacking concerts like my favorite band from Slipknot and any other rock, heavy metal, any other type of concert that you can think of where, you know, probably fan safety is not being uh, not being taken serious like they did in Astroworld. And this is where I prove you guys wrong. Like, I love to do that with on my everyday life. Here's the thing. I've been to the Slipknot concert. I have been to... Well, well, this this was my third concert overall. My very, very first concert that I've ever been to is actually over here at the Discovery Green. Where they had March Madness... Uh, a concert and it was it was like right on april fool's day i forgot what year but it was basically a free local concert where where i went it was lucas graham panic at the disco and fallout boy so like part of my teenage self was also like eh, you know because i used to listen to fallout boy all the time back then before i i started listening to slipknot now i've been to that concert and i made it out alive I'll tell you about that experience later, later on of this episode. It's probably, this is probably going to be a really, really long episode if you ask me. Um, and then also I went to the Godsmack and Shinedown concert back in 2018, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and, or 2017, 2018, 2017. I don't remember what year it was, but that one, it's a rock heavy concert, heavy rock concert. And I get to talk about that experience as well, alongside with the most heavy metal concert that you can think of, which is Slipknot that just happened. And I will be talking and relating all of the fan safety and how not only just these concerts, but other people have put on other concerts as well on social media, where not only the performer, but fans as well will promote fan safety, you know? And I feel like that's something that, you know, not only it wasn't 
like it wasn't being able to be shown not only from the performer but also the fans as well i'm pri- i'm primarily just talking about the fans in here this it it's disappointing but i wanted to talk about my experience from the get go about like why i finally got the opportunity to see slipknot in concert and just as a fan you know being in the position of a fan you know tell you guys about my experience yeah I know how I get. I know how it, it was basically like a religious experience for me, if you ask me. Um, but yeah, we're gonna be talking about that. But stay tuned at the very, very end of this uh, episode where we will be talking about that whole incident that happened with 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 Astro World. Because honestly, there is no excuse why there were eight bands that attended that passed away. There should be no excuse on why. Uh, it happened basically and there, like the blank can be said on anywhere but you guys will be able to hear that in a bit but first I wanted to talk to you guys about Slipknot and why I worship them <laughs> it, it, like I said it, it was basically the concert was a big religious experience for me but it all goes back to July 2008 where I first got introduced to the band and you'd be surprised because a lot of people will ask me like oh well who introduced you to this like like did you like the the band because somebody else liked them that you know like like whether if it's like a boyfriend a guy you like uh listens to them or you know everybody was listening to it at the time kind of popular no you'd be surprised again i was sitting there in my room with literally just i slept on the floor and whatnot and i had a tv at least that was connected to a cable like we we live in a low income home where cable was actually free thank god (laughs) um but when whenever like we had cable i literally just stood at the tv when i wasn't in school i would just sit in my room close doors everything shut myself down and watch tv thank god um and then at that time how i mentioned i did listen to fallout boy when i was growing up I noticed that there was a show that was hosted by the bassist himself, Pete Wentz, and it was called FNMTV. It's a mouthful for me. But he was hosting this show, and he actually got to introduce the band Slipknot. And I had some history with Slipknot. Again, it just basically shows you how I usually have negative perspectives with people, especially with, you know, especially with people wearing masks. And the first thing that came in my mind is like, oh, yeah, they're very heavy metal. I'm not going to listen to them, you know, but they came in and, you know, I was like, oh, it's them. I know them, but, you know, I never listened to their music in the past. So they uh they came over they came to the show and they actually got to premiere their music video for cycle social from the album all hope is gone and since then the rest is history for me (laughs) i fell in love with the band and like not only because of their music but also because of the way how they are the way their model basically was it made me survive the depression that i had growing up as a teenager now when i don't know how i i I still remember to this day uh like it was yesterday but for some freaking reason before i went to school my mom finally decided to actually take me to walmart before going to school and i bought a day album i literally bought all hope is gone album on on the release date in august of 2008 
And um, once I got the CD, I was listening to that album like there was no tomorrow. Literally on repeat. <laughs> yes. And since then, uh, I went backwards instead of forwards because, you know, this was something I was exposed to. And what I mean by that is that, you know, I listened to their album and then I went backwards. Like, I went from All Hope is Gone to Volume 3 to Iowa to the original Slipknot self-title album. And that's all I did after that on my free time. I memorized almost all the lyrics to all of those songs. And when I say almost, I still cannot say spit it out through the top of my lungs, but I still tried. So, fast forward to now. It didn't, like, throughout my whole life growing up, there was not a time where I would listen or think about Slipknot. Now, and to me, like, it, it wasn't just the music itself. It's just anything else. Because I literally, like, one of the first people that I follow on social media was Corey Taylor. When, you know, he announced that he re- he created his uh, social media account. Like, I had Facebook. I had uh, Twitter when I was, like, what, 13? <laughs> and I created my profile. Oh, and even MySpace. Let's not forget MySpace. Um, once I created that, I follow him. And, you know, that was, like, barely basically my first connection with Slipknot and then later on you know I, I was able to follow them on social media um well most of them not not all of not all members of Slipknot have a social media account anywho um and I remember like you know fast forward everything else is history however two years after the All Hope is Gone album was released uh no not two years three years three years uh since then uh we actually lost Paul Gray and I remember that day like it was yesterday, too, that, you know, when I found out about the news that he passed away, my heart broke. My heart was just, no, you know. And I think I was mostly just sad over the fact that he left behind, uh, you know, his wife and daughter. And, you know, I think for me is because he was one of the, you know, first members of Slipknot that, you know, started this band. And he was basically like the the happy-go-lucky guy. He was basically the light of the sun of, uh, of the group. And when I found out he passed away, you know, I shedded some tears. And to this day, you can, if some of you guys have me on Facebook, which, again, I need to delete that account. Almost everything that I posted, it will end with rest in peace, Paul. And, you know, sad face. Rest in peace, rest in peace Paul, this, this, and that. It was heartbreaking for me, but it also made me fear for the band. I was worried over the fact that, you know, maybe the band will never be the same after losing a member. And the only reason why I say this is if you think about it, almost every single band or performer, however you want to say, anytime they lose a member of that of the group, the music is never the same. Or if not, if they take a break and they come back, it's still not the same. So I fear for Slipknot. I fear that, you know, because they lost Paul, I felt like the music was going to be different. It wasn't going to be the same. And a lot of fans are going to start hating on the band. But, um, you know, uh, they I think it was, what, 2014 when uh, The Great Chapter got released? When The Great Chapter got released, I felt I felt that hope. I still held on to that hope and damn it, I was so happy that you know it was still there. 
the only reason that I mean, well, not not the only reason. The only thing I was kind of more worried as well is learning that Joey Jordanson left the band. Um, but the reason for that, you know, it could be so many reasons why he left, but they primar- primarily stated that the reason why he left was because of a health concern that he had that was leading to his legs, you know, that, you know, might, might fail him on performing properly, especially with the drumming. And again, to this day, Joey Jordanson remains my favorite drummer of all time. I've seen him perform drumming, like not, you know, in person, but I've seen videos of him. No one can drum better than Joey Jordanson, honestly. So when I found out that he was not in the band, I was kind of, you know, sad, disappointed, but at the same time, it's just still hopeful that, you know, the band can still continue without two of the of the founding members of Slipknot. E- ever since Joey left, technically Clown was the sole member of, of the original Slipknot band. Everybody else is, you know, just there. <laughs> but um, when they released the first single, which was the negative one, I was like, yes, yes, that's the Slipknot that I know. Okay, then it's still the same, you know. And then they release other songs, of course, and I was I was still glad. It was funny too because like when All Hope uh, All Hope Is Gone got released, I noticed that pattern that they did where they will release uh, the new album years later. Ever since the whole uh, issue that happened when releasing Iowa, literally what two two three years later after the self titled album came out, Iowa flopped. Even though that was their heaviest album, that. That was a really good album and it flopped sadly. They were like, no, we're just going to wait after that, you know? So when All Hope Is Gone came out, I was like, damn, next time they release the new album, I'm going to be a te- like I'm not I'm going to be an adult at that point. I'm no longer a teenager. I'm not even going to be in school anymore and God knows if I'm going to be working. And yeah, that actually happened. I when the when the album got released, I was at work, so I was working. I was making it, I don't know how. But um, when that came out, you know, finding out, finding out that, you know, they replaced Paul and Joey, you know, it was, I still had my doubts, but at the same time, the music was awesome. I love the album. And then we got, <laughs> we, well, it was a few years back, not too long ago when we got um, All of, all, all Out Life. When we got All Out Life, I, I don't even know how many times I had that song on repeat. It was a really good ass song. It was amazing. And then We Are Not Your Kind came out. And the only reason why I say it is because the music's not the same. The thing that I worried the most, uh, you know, as I was growing up is what I feared. But at the same time, kind of saw it happen. <laughs> I kind of saw it coming, you know. So there, there was that. I was kind of sad. But there are still some good songs. Don't get me wrong. Uh, Birth of the Cruel is my favorite song from that whole album. I really like it. And then, you know, we have Unsatan, Near Fort, Near Fort, or Near Forte, however you guys want to pronounce it. And, uh, Saul Wayferth. Uh, I don't know how people, I don't know how people like Saul Wayferth and not freaking Breath of the Cruel. How dare y'all? <laughs> and, and you'll see why. Because they did not play Birth of the Cruel <laughs> in the, in the, in the concert when I was, where, where, you know, when I was there. I was kind of sad, but it is what it is. Now, the thing with that as we go forward is that I still managed to memorize most of the songs to this day. And I was looking forward to seeing them in concert for such a long time. 
And, you know, when they announced that they were coming, I think it was like, what, in 2019, 2018 when they came, you know, I didn't get to see them. And, you know, I was kind of bummed about it. And I've, I've seen a lot of a lot of people from not only like on social media, but friends, too, that they went to the Slipknot concert. And I, I'm like devastated. Like me of all people still have not gone. Why? Because my anxiety doesn't let me. My anxiety says if you're going to go, you have to go with someone. You know, and at that time, no one that I knew listened to Slipknot, you know, I mean, even my, like I have my sister, but I'm not going to bring my sister to a concert, especially when it's Slipknot, you know, so it, it, it was really tricky for me not to go. And when I heard that they were coming in 2020, I was like, oh, fuck it, I'm going like, I don't care if I had to take my sister, whatever, you know, I'm going to go right then they canceled it they canceled the thing and actually when they announced that their 2020 tour tour i originally got the tickets uh for just for myself and for my sister and then i met my boyfriend i met my boyfriend in 2019 and you know i already had the tickets at that time did i i think i did um and i asked him i'm like i got the tickets so i'm hoping you know when the day comes you know we're still together but it was so funny because like i'm kind of traumatized planning ahead especially buying something whether if it's an airplane ticket or a concert ticket why because something's gonna go wrong you know so that's my fear and you know i told my boyfriend you know i was like i swear to god i feel like we're gonna break up at that time this this and that fast forward to the day happening they canceled the damn tour and me and my boyfriend are still together to this day (laughs) so like i was like okay well part of me is kind of glad that they canceled the tour and you know me me and my boyfriend are still together but uh, again i'm still pissed that they canceled it because i was really ready to actually get to see them in concert for the first time and honestly which by the way before i even get into the rest of the details my boyfriend listens to slipknot that was basically and i've said it on on my social media post that i that i posted about the concert that was basically the cherry on top of why i started dating my boyfriend him listening to slipknot was everything literally on our first date i think it was our first date he was listening to unsatan and i was like you listen to slipknot and he's like yeah and i'm like oh you know like i was like oh chew is mine and chew is mine forever you know (laughs) that's how i talked to him by the way but um yeah so me knowing that you know the person that i love you know listens to that i was like yes what more can i ask so they canceled the tour i was upset you know whatnot but it was because of the pandemic what can we do i was kind of disappointed i wish they could have just rescheduled it but no they freaking canceled it refunded my money said fuck you we'll come back when we need to (laughs) they really didn't say fuck you but i'm just saying but anywho then i found out they were coming back this year and i got the tickets like yeah i literally got the tickets and i was like i know even though it's really really expensive to be in the front i just said you know what i'm just gonna be somewhat in the center to where i can see them and you know (laughs) pay that much because mama's broke okay remember i'm a college student i can pay for so much so i got the tickets and i was like okay we better freaking go now and you know october the 29th came october 29th was i don't know like i'm gonna be honest with you guys when that day came in i was just like whatever (laughs) i wasn't that excited only because my anxiety was just not letting me have it why because again just 
is just a concert and you know yeah even though i'm going with something you know with my boyfriend and whatnot i was still just like i don't want to go like i and i even told my friends i was like i don't feel like going it's just you know and you'd be surprised they're like you've been talking about this for so long and you're just like you don't want to go like i literally treated it like a regular day and you know i went to work that day got off at 12 and then i got a uh i got a flat tire got it fixed and i wanted to watch a movie right after that but you know because of the tire i couldn't go and i'm just like i kind of rather just watch the movie and not go to the concert but then my boyfriend's like are you serious i'm like no let's go and and then it like while we were on our way like like at first i wasn't as nervous until we got to the area of the cynthia woods mitchell pavilion my heart was reminding me of why i don't do concerts my heart was just like boom 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 you know like like it was literally knocking at my chest like hey you know um my anxiety killed me like but it it was it was still a good thing because i'm like i'm gonna go see them this is the only time i'll be able to have a first time experience because after that the rest is history we will see after that but still we got to the once we got to the pavilion and walked to the concert (laughs) mama was shaking and it wasn't because it was cold mama was shaking because of the nerves you know but i'm glad uh, i'm glad me and my boyfriend went because like he knows how to how to handle my anxiety you know as long as he was holding my hand i was okay but um and even then we still weren't it wasn't even with the crowds at this point because there was like we were getting there all late like the moment we got there fever 333 was already done like we didn't even get to see them because of traffic fucking traffic i swear um but when we got there like my nerves were just like and then like once we got into the pavilion i was so excited to just find our seats sit down even though even though kill switch engage was still gonna perform after that now before i even go to the whole uh break segment and whatnot i'm gonna tell you guys really really quick I was not here for Kill Switch. I was not here for Fever. I was here for Slipknot. And even though, like, I know some of the songs for Kill Switch, I don't know the new lead singer. I was like, who are you? Why should I care? You know, basically. Because um, the, the guy that I was mostly, um, the guy that I was mostly, like, listened to from Kill Switch was, I want to say it was, I don't think his name is Howard Jones. I'm going to laugh if it is Howard Jones, though. I'm gonna look it up right now before before I ran out of time. It was Howard Jones. There we go. I did not know I remember his name, but I listened to Kill Switch when Howard was on the band. Like literally, he was he was he's the singer that I see, you know. So for them to leave, for him to leave and then replace him with this new lead singer, um, Kill Switch wasn't as popular, but they were still heavy. So I'm just sitting there listening to them, and I'm like, okay, pretty cool. Then they performed the songs that i knew from them and i'm like okay not bad you got my respect you know i was having somewhat somewhat fun but then you know uh what do you call it i noticed how many how many people that were kill switch fans that were actually like headbanging like there was no tomorrow and i'm like eh, i don't think i'm gonna headbang <laughs> yeah i don't think i was gonna headbang but well not to kill switch but to slipknot and whatnot but anywho, I'm not going to be talking about Kill Switch the whole time, of course. But, um, be like, you know, once the concert ended for Kill Switch, then they were setting up for Slipknot. And that's when my nerves started kicking in again. And this time it was, oh my god, this is it. I'm going to see them for the first time. Like, my nerves were, like, 
kidding like there was no tomorrow and even then i forgot to mention like while we were on our way to the concert or to the to the pavilion i kept telling my boyfriend i'm like i know they're gonna play this song they have to play this song they better play this song i'm pretty sure they're gonna end this song with that song you know so i kind of had an idea of what the concert is gonna be because i have like uh what do you call it the dvds of of them you know performing live i used to whenever like back then growing up i used to have the live performance of disaster piece the 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 concert and you know some of the stuff that i have from slipknot didn't get to survive because my mom decided to be a bitch and you know burn the whole thing to flames but some things of, of the things that i have from slipknot still survive to this day and i have i hit them well i hit them well and they survive so anywho but I used to have that. I used to have that DVD of Disaster Piece. Um, the only thing I did manage to rebuy was the... Um, what is it? There's this DVD that's literally right in front of me, but I can't see it from afar. But it, it covers mostly what happened on, on uh, Volume 3, the Subliminal Verses. I'm going to see if I can find it. I think it's called Voliminal. Voliminal. Um, if you guys know what I'm talking about, let me see if I can look it up voliminal i i think is that what it's called yeah voliminal inside the nine that's what i have that's the thing that's the dvd that i have that is mostly focused on just like little clips and bits of you know the slipknot concert and then if you look at closely in the dvd they actually have the interviews of every single band member and this includes paul gray and joey jordison so that's something that i rebought i still haven't rebought you know disaster piece and whatnot but i memorize how they usually perform and they still perform the same way they do same thing with like the way how they get the crowd to interact on spit it out which i will get into that in a bit but basically i had an idea how the concert's gonna be even though i never been to the concert i felt like i was there multiple times and that's what we're about to get into so right now we're gonna talk about my experience in the slipknot concert and basically talk about every single track list that they they perform and basically how i was reacting to some of these songs which by the way heads up i recorded the whole thing i recorded the whole damn concert uh on my phone and to this day i still look back and i cannot take my eyes off of it i will look at it and i will wait until the video ends and i'm just like i can't believe i was there take me back so we're going to talk about the track list really quick and then after that we'll talk about um the like the the fan safety primarily and the events that happen in astroworld so stay tuned So, not only we just talked about my history with Slipknot, but I'm also going to be talking about all the songs that they have performed uh, in this concert. Which, by the way, I forgot to add this on the little history part. I literally have their pop figures, by the way. I have, Well, I have the three pop figures they released for Slipknot, which is uh, Corey, uh, Sid, and Craig. <laughs> so, I'm like, I have those. That's how big of a fan I am. So, there's that. So, anywho, let's go ahead and move forward. Now, when they um when they released the curtain, well, actually, no, not even. They didn't even release the curtain. They shut down the lights, and you know, obviously, the light was in front of the 
Slipknot banner that they had. They started playing one of the songs. I forgot what it was called. I think it was from the Rolling Stone, if I wasn't mistaken. And everybody was just singing their hearts out. And I'm over here like just... I'm like, I want to say Slipknot. I want to be jamming in this. But everybody was just like up in their feet. And I was ready. I was ready. So like when the curtain got down, they were playing Insert Coin, which is the, the prelude for um, We Are Not Your Kind album. So when they were releasing and when they were playing the song, my heart was just like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Yeah, like I was freaking out. And then next thing you know, we start seeing, I think it was Sid and then Craig. And then I saw Corey. And when Corey came out, I started screaming and yelling, Guy! Which by the way, I forgot to also mention, Corey Taylor did tell me happy birthday on my 22nd birthday on Twitter. So there's that. And I had that pin, that tweet pinned for so long. But then, you know, other stuff started being pinned. Like, you know, when I, fe- I first met John Moxley. Um, and then, you know, now it's the podcast link for the YouTube link, I guess. But I'm going to switch that up soon. <laughs> um, but yeah. Um, so whenever Corey came out, I was like, oh my God, you know, there he is, and this, this, and that. And then everybody in the band started showing up, and I'm just like, Ugh. you know, my heart was thumping. Literally, I, you know, if I was calm, I would have been crying. But no, I was too excited that I'm like, I can't believe I'm seeing them for the first time. And right in front, like dead center, literally, even though there was people that were kind of in front of me, like I'm so glad for my boyfriend that he will move me around to where I can actually see better. By the way, there was so much space on the right side of me that we could have just scoot over. But then there was security that was making sure that we weren't moving to areas that we weren't supposed to be moving. So there was a bummer of that. But anywho... And yeah, keep in mind, security guards were making sure, making sure, you know? <laughs> so we'll get into that in a bit. But anywho, they started with Insert Coin. And next thing you know, they started playing on Satan. And, and you know, I, I would see myself or hear myself on the video just screaming, Oh, yeah, they're playing on Satan. You know, and then, you know, I was singing my heart out. I, I think with Unsatan, I was singing and crying at the same time. Well, like, when I mean crying, like, they were, like, dry tears coming out. Like, my eyes would get so watery that when the tear comes out, it just dries out. <laughs> I don't know. But, like, my heart, my brain, honestly, was just, like, wow. Honestly, I feel I feel like whenever, if I were to see them, like, as, you know, as I was listening to them growing up as a teenager... I would have been crying like shit. Like, I would not be singing. I would just, like, close my eyes and I'm like, I can't believe it's them. Now I'm just, like, happy tears because I waited so long to see them in concert and for me to actually see them finally, even though it was somewhat of a distance, but I can still, like, see their faces and their mouths moving, it was just priceless for me. And... I sang my heart out with Unsatan. So that was the second song that they played. Then they played Disaster Piece. And some of these songs that they played, they didn't even have a music video, by the way. So these are how you know, like, diehard Slipknot fans. If they know the lyrics, that's how you know they're fans. My boyfriend was, like, surprised I knew the lyrics for Disaster Piece. Because when he listened to the song over and over again, he's like, I don't even know how, what they're saying. How can you understand them? And then when and whenever I hear the part, I start singing, you know, the lyrics and whatnot. I was like, yes, I know this song, you know. Like, especially the chor- chorus where it's like, noises, noises, people make noises, people make noises when they're sick. Nothing to do except hold on to nothing, you know, stuff like that. 
it's just you know things that i used to listen to back then you know if it's from the original four albums that i you know got the opportunity to memorize their lyrics i will know i will sing my heart out and that's what i did every time you like on these recordings that i would hear myself you will hear me yelling and screaming the lyrics as i go and i saw with disaster piece as the song was playing there there was um you know there was the very very end and this is something i saw on the disaster pieces dvd and i forgot to mention i said it earlier was the disaster piece dvd it's actually disaster pieces so on the disaster pieces i remember when i saw them and you know singing that song at the very very end everybody's hang banging my brain was reflecting to that moment and that's basically what they they still do it they still do it every time they play disaster pieces at the very very end you know they they're head banging really really hard when uh, before you know Corey starts saying i'm not supposed to be come on and then head banging you know um after that i was head banging my body was head banging i was like shit (laughs) i didn't even realize i was head banging until the song was over my boyfriend's like you okay and i'm like it's a religious experience leave me alone like you know i was just like pumped i was really really pumped i honestly never headbang even with listening to their music i never headbang this was like a natural feeling for me and i don't feel i don't know if it's like just for me or like even fans that are listening to their like you know heavy rock heavy metal bands if it's a natural thing but it again it's like a religious experience for me then you know disaster piece was over and then nero fourth i knew they were gonna play nero fourth i'm not again i'm not really big on the we are not your kind songs but i'm like i know nero fourth fuck it why not we'll jam to it still singing the songs out whatnot and then i couldn't help but to notice after watching these videos by the way i I started looking around you know around me and you know looking at the members and whatnot the part where you know where it's just uh tortilla man sing uh playing the drums whatever um and then you hear Corey taylor says that's what you do best over and over again i was like where's clown of all of this you know i've seen i've seen it to where even when chris fan was still in the band you know crown uh clown and chris they would both play the drums together but this time i just saw clown on the on the turntables on the other side or you know the percussion side sorry and you know tortilla man playing the drums on a whole different side i'm like what is going on i don't know but even then in the music video uh you will see for nero fort sorry in the music video for nero fort you will see clown holding the drums for tortilla man and uh, tortilla man is just banging it out which by the way we don't know the identity of tortilla man so he's just called tortilla man so there's that so um and then after that um but and i forgot to mention too they have pauses in some of these songs so i'm not even gonna mention the pauses in these songs until you know like uh well i mean even then in these pauses like you know Corey will hype up the fans and you know me screaming i love you Corey. i love you man i love you said you know stuff like that yeah <laughs> um you know it was pretty pretty fun and you know i'll get into the things that he spoke on in a bit right now i'm just doing the track list right now so um the next song after nero fourth was uh before i forget everybody was singing i loved it i loved it by the way everybody was singing their 
their hearts out on this song. I mean, it's volume three. What can you expect? Even my boyfriend, he knows volume three too. So, um, so before I forget was one of the good songs and I was screaming and, and you know, the, before the part where Corey was saying my end, it justifies my means, yada, 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 you know, when they get to that little guitar part, like the guitar solo, I was like, oh my God. Like, I literally started, like, again, getting, you know, in my head. You're seeing them in concert for the first time. Like, open your eyes. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I'm going to stop headbanging for now and just, ah, you know, like, scream my heart out. But I scream so much. I, I don't even know how I, I did not lose my voice. But anywho, Before I Forget was another good song, you know. Me screaming again to the top of my lungs. And also, another thing that I noticed, and I I don't know if this is just him, but Corey Taylor does switch some of the lyrics up. Um, Like, for example, what is it? What is that part that he says? It's playing in my brain and I can't even freaking say it. Uh, What is it? Locked in clutch, pushed to play, hold your breath, listen. So that's one part. And then the other part... Um, I forgot what the other part was, but it's it's that little before you get to the chorus. He switches up, not like from the original song that we hear, but in the concert he switches it up on purpose, and I it it hits me, you know. I'm like, is he gonna switch it up? He switched it up, and I'm like, oh, okay, I know what he's gonna say. So I don't. Again, this is just me saying, oh, okay, well, um, this is uh. If it sounds like you know I've been to this concert before, but really not. I've seen it in, again. I've seen it in the their live performances. They have done it, so I'm like, I assume he was gonna do it, and he did. So there was that. Anywho, let's move along. The heretic anthem. The heretic anthem. This one, uh, Corey did uh, introduce Sid on that one, and he calls him, you know, the alien or God knows what. And he's like, Mr. Wilson can kick us off and whatnot. And I'm like, I love you, Sid. You know this, this, and that. And then we hear. You know, eight, seven, six, six, six. So, like, when they go to the very, very end where he goes five, four, three, two, one, and then zero. Zero plays really, really slow. Just playing the the words itself. And I even knew how slow it was, too. So, again, shows how much I, I know about these concerts. So, you know, Heretic Anthem was playing. And then that's another song, too, from, from the Iowa album that did not get a music video. But it's still a good song. Only Die Hard Slipknot fans will know this song. So there was that. Um, anywho. And then Psychosocial. I think Psychosocial was the next religious experience for me. But I, I really love this one because not only me or my boyfriend, but the fans. I love hearing the fans sing the chorus and the rain will kill us all we throw it all uh we throw it all against the walls but no one else can see the preservation of the martyr in me just hearing the chorus and hearing the fans i my my heart was really really warm it was just beautiful i i enjoyed hearing the fans by the way i like you know i it's not just you know, me for Slipknot is me for the fans, too. Like, I just loved it. Just hearing them and just oh, beautiful. And, you know, part of me just, like, wish it was raining. And I wish, like, in the rain with Kalasaw, you know, stuff like that. It was beautiful. I loved it. And, you know, I just wish to wish. Every time I, I hear Psychosocial or just anything that comes from, you know, from 
uh, All Hope is Gone, Volume 3, Desa- uh, sorry, not Disaster, Iowa, and the self-titled little Slipknot album. I just wish uh, Paul and Joey was here to hear all of that. I'm pretty sure they hear it in the past, but just right now, like, well, when I went to the concert, it was just beautiful. I honestly, Psychosocial was a moment for me, too. And then we get the devil and I. <laughs> When when we got the the slow guitar playing, I'm like, I know this song. And then little literally the little by little, I was like, oh, it's the devil and the night. And still, people still sing their hearts out, including in the beginning of it. It was just beautiful, you know. Um, but I really like the devil and I. That again, even though it's uh, from the great chapter, great chapter was a really good album too. Um, so I'm I'm really glad they also played that one. I kind of wish they played Kill Pop. Kill Pop is my favorite song from that album, by the way. So there's that. I was kind of sad they didn't play. And then we got Solway Firth. The only reason why I say this, and I, I, my boyfriend was like, yes, because he loves that song. The only reason why I'm not really big on that song is because I happened to put that song on repeat till I got fed up with it. So now I'm fed up with it. But I still jam my heart out to that song. I like how, you know, in the guitar it goes... Dun, dun, and then you know like that little thing I like that okay but it's just I, the more I hear it the more fed up I am but it's still stuck in my head like right now it's playing on my head and I'm just like great <laughs> so so there's that but, I mean it's really catchy but yeah I told my, my my boyfriend after the song ended I'm like I'm sad that they played this song but oh well it is what it is honestly Loki wish they played Birth of the Cruel just saying <laughs> so anywho let's go on um, I think in this song, I don't know if um, if Corey mentioned old school because he did mention like to the fans like uh, how many of y'all have the first ever self-titled Slipknot CD, you know, and I, I'm over there screaming and yelling because I still have it in my possession. <laughs> Thank God. But, um, you know, and he was like, oh, who, who wants to listen to some old school Slipknot music? And me, first thing I said was like, it better not be spit it out. It's too early for spit it out. But it was Wait and Bleed. So obviously a lot of people know Wait and Bleed, hopefully. So, um, you know, even then I was still singing my heart. I think most of the times I was having breaks from headbanging. I forgot to mention like Heretic Anthem, I was headbanging. Psychosocial, I was headbanging. Solway Firth, I was actually headbanging. Uh, you'd be surprised. Wait and Bleed, I don't think I remember headbanging. But anywho, Wait and Bleed was the next song. And then after that, my heart skipped the beat when I found out that, well, not even, when I heard the beginning intro of Vermilion. And I knew they were going to play Vermilion. So there was that one. <clears throat> I think Vermilion was uh, one of the softest songs. But for me, I kind of liked it because my whole life, people mis- mispronounce my name. People call me Dahlia for some damn reason. And just to hear uh, Corey just say, my Dahlia bathed in possession. So that part, I was like, I loved it. I loved it. Can you tweak it a little bit and say it to my actual name, please? And thank you. <laughs> so, um, Vermilion was another one, you know, part of like, you know, on the part where Corey was like, oh, you know, the people were like, uh, uh, what is it? I forgot what that already. I lost the lyrics, you know. I'm over there screaming. And, and the thing is that you can barely hear, uh, Tortilla Man and, um, Clown screaming, uh, behind it. You know, I don't know. I'll get into that because I think it was, uh, let me see. 
There was another one. Let anyone have you. Obey, believe, just trust, worship, look for me, be grateful. Oh, that's the nameless. Why am I spin why am I singing the na nameless? They're not even they're not they didn't even play the nameless. There was a song that they were um Oh, it was Nero Fourth. Nero Fourth, they played Nero Fourth and I did I could not hear Tortilla Man or Clown screaming uh on the lyrics, you know, like um you know where where Corey Sang the chorus, a homes, uh, a home like yours is upside down, you know, and then uh, the part where where they're supposed to be screaming, I cannot hear them. I was like, I hear myself screaming. I don't hear Tortilla Man. So that was one of the parts, and they did that with Vermilion too, you know. So I'm just like, I guess. But anywho, moving on, All Out Life, All Out Life. That was one. That uh, well, actually, if I remember correctly, that was a part before that. Uh, Corey gave out this tremendous speech to the audience and said, you know, there are people out there who are willing to destroy us, this, this, and that, you know, and you know, like here, we're a family, you know, whatnot, we're here to, uh, what is it, we're here to back each other up, this, this, and that, and, and it's, it's really good that he's saying that, but I kind of wish they actually did help my back, you'd be surprised at things that I'm going through at work that I wish literally, like, I told my boyfriend, I am willing to go up in that stage and tell everybody, come to work, let's beat some of these people up, because seriously, sweet Jesus, <laughs> and I don't mean, like, customers, no, I mean some of my coworkers, like, sweet Jesus, I, I work in a toxic environment, just so y'all know. <laughs> but um, I wish some of these fans would actually have my back. I wish it was like that. Who knows? But anywho, um, and I'm not talking like in a bad way. Like I get bullied at work. You'd be surprised. Um, but yeah, like I wish some of these fans actually came here. But anywho, Corey was just saying that yeah, we're a family. You know, we're supposed to protect each other again. Fan morale, fan protection, and fan encouragement. We'll get into that in a bit. Um, but yeah, he was just basically saying stuff. And then, you know, just know this, you know. And and making his way to the song, you know, All Out Life. And, you know, part of it was like on the part of the... Uh, almost at the end of the lyrics where he's like, Repeat after me. I will not celebrate mediocrity. I will not worship empty shells. I will not listen to worthless noises. You know... You know, I would not subject myself to selective predictable choices, you know, anything like that. Like, it's just basically giving you a good story, meaning behind the song. That's why I love All Out Life. I, I really loved it. Um, and obviously, I was headbanging my ass off on that one, but thank God. <laughs> and then, duality. Don't even get me started with duality. Even hearing the fans too, you know, when Corey is starting to sing the song, I push my fingers into my, and then fans singing eyes, it's like, yes. And then, you know, singing the rest of the song was beautiful. Yes, I had banging my head off on that song, so there was that. Now, let's move on to the main topic Spit It Out. Spit It Out was one of the most engaging songs that. Slipknot has with the fans <laughs> and I know this because I've seen the videos I've seen how it is and you know in the part where he was like about that uh what is it about that time I set the or set the record straight something 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 you know again spit it out is one of those songs that I cannot memorize for the life of me because it's so fast <laughs> so there's that but um it, oh it's about um uh, about that time I set uh, this record straight and uh, 
yada 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 where are you gonna be in the next five years this this and that you know what i'm trying to say again that's again even though yeah i listen to slipknot that is one of the songs i cannot memorize to this day that's just know that <laughs> um but anywho uh whenever that part songs you know uh then we will get that pause where you know slipknot or you know Corey would tell everybody y'all know what's gonna happen get down on the fucking ground right now so with us in in the in the pavilion we had seats but those in the lawns those in the in the mosh pit they actually had to get down so we're just sitting down and then you know he would say not until i say jump the fuck up you know what are you gonna do jump (laughs) so um and it's always when he uh finishes the chorus uh, and then every, and you're getting to the part where he's like, F- uh, fuck me, I'm all out of enemies. And, you know, after that, everybody jumps. But just knowing the fact that everybody had to go down, I love how some of the fans were pointing down. I was one of those fans pointing down too. Like, y'all need to get down now because we're going to jump and it's going to be beautiful. And yeah, I recorded that. And so glad that I recorded the whole concert. <laughs> But yeah, when we were jumping, it was beautiful. And then, you know, song ending. And I'm just like, we are still not done. My boyfriend was like, we're done. I'm like, nope. I'm like, I know the song will be done whenever they finish with servicing. That's how I knew. He didn't believe me, by the way. I wish we we betted on that. But, you know, spoiler alert. Yes. <laughs> but then, you know, once the song was over, you know, shut the lights down, whatever. And then they were playing uh, the prelude of Iowa, which is the area code of Des Moines, if I'm not mistaken, which is 515. They were playing that, and then People Equal Shit was playing. And obviously, that was another song from Iowa that didn't get a music video, but you just got to know the lyrics on that. So People Equal Shit was another song, headbanging song, of course, uh, that I was screaming on the top of my lungs. And then we got Sick. We got sick uh, again. Favorite song after that they didn't play. We're we're not your uh, we're not your kind album songs. So I'm kind of glad. But with sick again, that's one of those songs you just gotta know by heart. Especially when the beginning of the part where it says, "Here comes the pain," and then jam to music after that. So another head banging song, and then they ended it with surfacing. When surfacing happened, um, I was kind of sad. And I told my boyfriend, I'm like, I don't care if we're going to have to sit through traffic and whatnot getting out. I am not leaving until everything is over. I'm talking about surfacing. I will stay here with surfacing, screaming on the top of my lungs, and I'm not going to leave. So that's what happened. So when surfacing came out, obviously, headbanging song, you know, of course, telling everybody, fuck you all, fuck this world, fuck everything that you stand for, this, this, and that. So... That song is probably one of their heaviest songs, even though it it came out in the very first album. Did not get a music video, but it's still, you know, a good model. That song had me surviving throughout most of my depression and basically gave me that model of fuck the world, fuck everybody, you know. So I'm kind of glad I listened to them. And then the song ended. And when the song ended... The background of the part of the stage shows both Joey and Paul. And they had their pictures from the Iowa album. Where if you guys had the CD when you open the booklet, they will have pictures of them. They had those pictures on there. 
I remember because of course I have the CD and when I saw that I was like wow um and then of course they put uh they put Joey first because of their numbers so Joey was number one and Paul was number two and they would put the the dates that you know they were born and they passed away when they put the pictures on there they were playing till we die but they weren't performing it they were just playing it in the background as everybody started leaving and you know of course um Corey turned around uh paid, paid a little tribute and you just you hear me in like in the recording just screaming and crying like you will hear me crying like oh my god it's joey oh my god it's paul basically what you're hearing right now um but it was really really bad <laughs> it was like yeah um i cried but i am so happy that i got to see them even though even though it was a little bit delayed um i was happy that i was there i was happy that you know they did the tribute on them and you know i I gave my prayers on that day when when we were at the concert when it was all over I told them you know thank you for allowing me to be here thank you for um thank you for starting this amazing band and leaving a, the greatest legacy ever and you know I pray and hope that one day I will be able to visit both of y'all's graves and just you know pay my respects because you guys meant so much to me like i see not just them but i see the whole group as a whole like they mean so much to me even the new band members they mean so much to me and i'm really grateful for them i'm really grateful for having that opportunity to finally get to see them for the first time and have a wonderful experience because i know i know i wouldn't have made it this far if it wasn't for them i know um I know they they helped me out so much through my depression and I'm so glad I'm so glad even though yeah part of me is kind of embarrassed of the way how I kind of grew up like you know the way how you know my model was if only I got to see everything in the bright side I wouldn't be the way how I was growing up but at the same time I'm so grateful for them and and you know just glad that I got to listen to them not only growing up memorize all these lyrics but, you know, I get to look back and just say, I'm so glad that I made it this far. And I'm so glad that, you know, I had that opportunity to to sing to the top of my lungs to all of their songs. All of those songs. Because I did not memorize them for nothing. I knew deep down I wanted to see them in concert. I just didn't know when. I didn't know where. I didn't know with who, you know. And... I even said this to myself like on my social media posts. If I could go back in time, it will be on that year of 2008 and tell myself that everything is going to be all right. And if you don't believe it, trust me, in a few years you will. It's not all going to happen so soon because, again, life sucks life sucks and you have to learn one way or another but guess what it's all gonna be worth it at the end and you know just keep pushing forward you know i just i just wish you know i i had somebody to tell me that when i was 13 when i literally thought all hope was gone i literally thought everything was gone and you know 
and i really don't talk about my depression especially in public or even in in here on this podcast but i love doing this i i enjoyed speaking my mind on things and you know be able to reflect back on my past and you know learn from it you know that's that's the whole meaning of it we can always grow and learn from our mistakes and you know i could have i could have created one of the biggest mistakes of my life which was you know obviously committing suicide um because i was living in a toxic environment and you know i had no one to turn to at that time but I managed to pull through and, and I, I give all credit to Slipknot. I give them all the credit. That's why my heart is forever with them. Whether it's new band members, you know, Paul and Joey, everybody, I give thanks to them. So I'm so happy that I got to see them. I'm so happy that I got to experience that. And who knows, maybe this, this isn't the last time I'm going to see them. There's hopefully there's going to be another time that I will. But until then, that was my basically my my track list, my interaction. And now we're going to be talking about Astral World and fan security. But first, I'm going to go ahead and uh, play, play the sponsorship and I'll be right back with y'all. Okay, so we're going to be talking about how all of this that we just spoke not only with the slipknot concert but also to be able to talk about what happened in my previous experience in the past (laughs) in other concerts that i've been to which again it was just three so um and the thing is that it's all gonna lead up to the whole events that happened in astral world and i feel like i don't know like ever since this whole thing that has happened since then a lot of people are just talking about how like oh now performers are going to be putting uh fan safety which again i feel like personally again personally i feel like it is not just the performer's fault it it's mostly like it everybody's at fault again i don't know how many times i can stress this but everybody is at fault that includes performers the venue security and the fans and you'll see why so like let me talk about really quick about my first concert so like the very very first one that i mentioned earlier was uh march madness and it was at discovery green so over there i remember it was me my cousin and my sister we went and um i just remember how like it is oh and by the way i forgot to mention (laughs) this was not my my third concert i also went to warp tour i forgot to mention that i went to warp tour i think it was in 2014 2015 when uh black bill brides was headlining the main thing but um and, and it was also at NRG, too. Like, it, it was on the NRG lot. And we'll get into that. But, like, in the very first concert that I went to, it it felt like a festival, obviously. Like, a festival vibe. Because, again, you're just there in the lawn. There's no seats. It's just, you know, general admission at this point. And you didn't even have to pay for anything. Because, again, it was free. A lot of people went. It was a lot of fun, obviously. But... The same thing that people were saying about Astroworld is basically the same thing I experienced when I was in Discovery Green. And same thing in Warped Tour, too, because, again, it happened in NRG. So 
it's usually leading up to the main artist, the main person that is headlining. Whether even then, if it's Panic at the Disco, um, or even Black Veil Brides, how I mentioned. I noticed that once the performer leaves and the next one comes over, all of these fans are starting to shift like crazy. And I, when I first experienced it, you know, I, I noticed that, like, for example, like, when Luke and Scram was performing... Me, my sister, my cousin, we were like, if if you're looking at the main stage, we were like literally at the very right of the stage where we will be having a turn and, and you know, trying to look to see who's performing and whatnot. We weren't really, we were kind of far from the stage, but just not center wise, right? And then by the time Fall Out Boy was performing, we were literally dead center. Why? Because of that shipment. So, um... I learned when Lucas performed and he left, Panic at the Disco was starting to, you know, get set up. When we were shifting, like, I literally almost lost my cousin because of that. And I was like, oh, shit. And so I had to think of a strategy in case, again, we deal with the same thing with Panic going, like, Panic leaving and then Fall Out Boy comes through. But that shiftment, I swear to God, the shifting, the shifting comes because a lot of fans are trying to go to the center of the stage, you know, skipping people, you know, pushing people, uh, coming forward, this, this, and that. It's so many things leading up to that. And I mean, at the end of the day, nobody was hurt, I think, because again, I was there, everything was all right, but it wasn't as crazy, um, as crazy when I went even for for warp tour and let me tell you this really really quick so my best strategy that I did or like once panic at the disco was performing and then they left and then fallout boy was starting to get set up like once they uh once they stopped performing I told my cousin and my sister, like, we need to lock ourselves, like, arm to arm because I already know they're going to start shifting again and I don't want to lose none of y'all because y'all are my responsibilities. So we were literally arm to arm and I just said, whatever you guys do, do not fall. And yep, that's exactly what happened and all that shifting started going and going. We had a little bit of fun of it, uh, some of, like, some fun with it. The only thing with me is that my anxiety was just like, oh my god, this is why I don't do concerts. Because of the shifting, you know, I was scared that we were going to fall. But, you know, I made sure to stay like, you know, because my 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 sister and my cousin were like younger at that time. Um, I made sure I was the main one to stand up. You know, if they fall, I will pick them up. But literally, we were arm to arm, shifting around, and everybody's pushing us to a point that next thing you know, we're in the middle. And and that, I think that's what caused in Astro World where that whole shifting is where people start panicking all of a sudden, and it's like, oh my god, I'm gonna fall, and you actually fall. And then that's when that happens. So I think that's part of another situation. Like, and me again, I never been at concerts, but I have to think. And and I'm really, really quick to think of, you know, stuff like that when it comes to survival instincts in a way. Cause at this point I was trying to survive the concert. But that was the first one at Discovery Green. Now, when it comes to how I mentioned Warp Tour, Warp Tour was a whole different <sighs> I don't know. That literally gave me 
another panic attack. I think that was that was basically like, okay, I'm not doing concerts for a while um, because of that. So what happened with that one, I remember how hot it was that day. And sweet Jesus, I, I even got sunburned because of that. I it, it was not fun. I mean, we went to Warp Tour. It was for my cousin's birthday because at that time she really, really loved uh, she loved Black Bill Brides. So I took her to Warp Tour, and, and you know we had fun and whatnot. But you know, whenever they were get, uh, when Black Bill Brides was getting set up, you know we were getting that shifting again. Like it was just no, you know. Um, I feel like, or was it, I'm trying to figure out, now that I think about it, I'm like, was Warped Tour my first concert, or was it Discovery Green? I don't even remember none of these now, <laughs> I'm just like over here thinking, I got my dates all messed up, but like, um, when it came to Warped Tour, I think Warped Tour was my first concert, because I don't remember the, uh, you know, dealing with this whole shifting and whatnot, because like, yeah, we were shifting like crazy, to the point that I remember looking up, and breathing for air because of the shifting and i was like i'm gonna pass out or something like i literally it was too hot for me it was too humid i was like fuck this i'm never coming to a concert ever again um and and i feel like again since it was taking place in nrg you know no one was doing anything but no one got hurt at the same time again i don't know um when i was there it was the same thing and then also like it was so sad because i mean it it warp tour was bound to be over why because i remember how they had uh signs everywhere on the stages that says you know no machine no fighting this this and that you get hurt no more warp tour and people were still doing it you know but i feel like here with astro world is because like warp tour was not as popular compared to astro world because warp tour they have you know bands that are up and coming in a way like trying to promote themselves like even uh what you call it what's her name was there um i can't remember her name oh bb rexa bb rexa was there and you know when she was in the beginning stages i even have a picture that i took of her to this day i don't like her but still um that interaction literally made me lose all respect for bb because bb was so tired that she kind of threw her attitude at the fans instead of you know whatever was going on with her but anywho um i feel like I mean, I feel like NRG was one thing, but, you know, because of the event, it, it was like there wasn't that many fans to deal with on Warp Tour compared to Astro World. Now, when I went to see Shinedown, Godsmack, you know, Slipknot and all of them at the Cynthia Woods Mitchell Pavilion, that was a whole different level because not only their seats for you to sit down and whatnot even for general admission for the front and everything and then in the lawn i feel like the lawn has more like freedom compared to how it is uh when you're in the seats because that's where most of the security guards are at and so um when i went for shine down and godsmack um it wasn't you know like there wasn't much happening because i guess everybody was just there sitting down and whatnot i wasn't paying attention to it but when i went to slipknot i literally saw this encounter it was so funny because it was like 
not the row in front of me but the row after that this one guy he was jamming so hard to kill switch and like i guess he wanted to get an even closer view so what does he do he jumps to the other lane forward to him and the security guard saw uh, sees that and he's like nope go back and then the guy's like bickering back and forth with him. It's like, bro, it's like no one's here. It's like, no, you pay for your seat in the back. You go back. And I'm like, ooh, you know. So that kind of tells you some of these security guards are really, really serious when it comes to their jobs at the Cynthia Woods. And they're making sure that people are sitting where they're supposed to be sitting and whatnot. Now, because I wasn't at the lawn, I don't know what the hell was happening over there. But obviously people were smoking weed. I can definitely tell because of the smell. Um, but that's the thing about it is that they made sure that, you know, everybody was safe at the pavilion and, you know, whatnot. And they were still having a good time. I saw those security guards headbanging every time, every time a good song was happening, like was coming out, they were headbanging and whatnot. But, um, again, that is Cynthia Woods. Now with this whole thing that happened with Astroworld, there's so many things, there's, a lot of things that could be, have been said but my thing is that i've saw i've seen the videos i've seen the videos on tiktok i've seen the videos on twitter where people would show uh just you know fans literally breaking the gates to enter the festival or you know jumping the barricades just to get to the merch table and whatnot and i get it like you know if you're a fan you're gonna do whatever it takes to get whatever you want to do but at the same time, I'm like, I never seen this kind of behavior at a concert before, especially in a festival on um, Breaking Down. Like, I don't see people doing that in Coachella. I don't see people doing that at, uh, what's it called? Lollapalooza? I'm like, or even then we have, what is it, EDC in Vegas that happened not too long ago, too. I have not seen this whatsoever. And, and people would say, oh, it's because it's Astroworld okay and you know i'm like <laughs> literally at this point like i i would say some things but it's gonna offend my city so i'm just gonna keep it to myself i mean if you guys personally know me you would know what i have to say about that but um the thing is that like this behavior did not really sit well for me because now we have a bad reputation and when i mean by we i just mean like as in it's literally going to categorize a lot of people, so bear with me. When I mean by we, I mean not only millennials, Gen Z, but also Houstonians and also Travis Scott fans. So it's like so many categories right there. And a lot of people would now be so judgmental because of this. And the thing is that like, okay, and, and what I mean by we again is because we listen to other things and we don't behave like this because of that but now because other people in the same category that we are in now we're getting judged because of that behavior it's like it's really it's sad and for me it's just like at the end of the day 
what matters most is to respect others and that's what i mean by whenever you're talking about anything whatsoever even in politics like i don't talk about politics in this podcast because i don't want to offend anyone because once i say my opinion then people are going to be like oh yeah don't listen to her because she's like this person or what person you know this this and that um for me it's just like respect anyone respect everybody that has not disrespected you the moment they start disrespecting you for no damn reason that's when they need to get you know a kick in the ass or whatever it is but the thing is that if they have not disrespected you then you have no reason to disrespect them so that's the thing about these astroworld fans is the moment they got disrespected was the moment that these fans started stepping over other fans just to get just to be selfish and get to the end of the just to get to the entryway of the festival like are you guys seriously that naive to just go ahead and put somebody else's lives at risk just for your own damn satisfaction it pisses me the fuck off like literally and and to me like how far can this go it went so far to the point that people died at the festival people got injured at the festival and i'm doing this damn podcast only because not only to put in my anger at this but also because i'm seeing those damn fans put those other people at risk and still have the nerves to sue people and and the thing is that i'm learning this on the news right now that you know oh fans are suing you know travis scott they're suing uh drake they're suing live nation they're suing nrg this this and that and i'm like hold up you guys are suing because y'all y'all put this these other people at risk like this is how you know some of these people are just not well in their state of mind like and and get have the nerves to blame other people like other other performers saying oh well they have done it too why can't we fuck no first of all i already just said like right now like literally art like even with slipknot they make sure we're well they made like literally Corey taylor made a whole fucking speech saying to make sure that we take care of each other's and hell there's another new video on tiktok that says it's true that even Corey taylor took up on the stage again uh further up like leading like after the events of astroworld he even said it too it's like it's sad that it happened and you know he and he told the fans make sure to take care of each other watch over y'all you know if somebody falls you pick them up this this and that and we've been having that same behavior of performers saying you know pick them up this this and that uh with lincoln park hell even in nirvana with you know kirk Cobain, may he rest in peace like you know there's a video now surfacing all of a sudden uh because of this where you know kirk Cobain stopped stopped a stopped a song because he saw somebody harassing another fan it's like no you know whatever and so with here in astroworld it didn't happen when the festival wasn't just like it hasn't started it it happened the moment like people were trying to get into the festival so now it's like oh it's travis scott's fault it wasn't even his fault in the beginning to be honest if you think of me and it and 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 i'm not saying i'm defending travis no like people got stomped over he wasn't there and then next thing you know yeah like it became his fault after the like once the festival started it became his fault because he's over there doing the robot when somebody's over there like you know getting cpr and whatnot now 
I'm not saying that, you know, he should have stopped the festival. A lot of things could have happened. But guess what? I wasn't there. I don't have a say for it. And and that's the thing. Like, you know, and I, I, I get the media loves to, you know, make stories and whatnot. And, and put, you know, a whole different perspective in a whole different way. But that's the thing. We haven't been there. So we don't know what's going on. I'm basing it off of the, the videos that I saw. Like, I literally saw another video on TikTok where this girl is talking to the cameraman. Like, hey, we need help. This, this, and that. Cameraman probably thinks again this is why we're we're now being judged this this if you look at the cameraman cameraman is like an older gentleman like probably in his 40s 30s 50s whatever if he sees some young millennial gen z whatever he's probably thinking they're on drugs that's how you know we're getting judged in the most negative way possible why because other people in our damn generation decides to put a bad looking face at us and it's not fair honestly and this is why we need a change we need a change not only for for you know as for ourselves but we need a change to give everybody else a different perspective this is why like some people who are performers or even then like actors musicians whatever they're trying to set an example to do better and travis scott is probably new to this so he's having a hard time on trying to make sure our fans like his fans are like you know let's do better this is a great learning experience like literally so now the next time this happens it's gonna be better it's it it has to be better it's a great learning experience for all of us to know that okay you know what we don't want to have another incident again and a freaking nrg i don't even know what to say nrg is something else i've been there whenever it came to the rodeo i've been there whenever it came when was the last time i went there i went to the nrg for a reason i went to a concert oh we went to a los bookies concert yeah i've been to other concerts i don't even know anymore i went to a los bookies concert with my dad and my boyfriend but um I went there for the rodeo and I went there for another thing I just can't put my finger on. And I don't want to blame the security people so much, but sometimes it's just like, man, bro, you guys are getting paid. I don't I don't even know how much you guys are getting paid, but you're working there. Do your job, because at the end of the day, these people's uh, lives are in your hand. Think of it as in as if you're driving, you know, when you're driving, you're making sure everybody else in the passenger in the back seat like are safe. That's basically how these security guards are supposed to handle their jobs. Are they doing it, though? no and and the thing is that like this is all what happens when you know you're you're fresh at this you're new at this experience and for me it's like a lot of people are at blame it it sucks the thing is that i feel so bad for those that did pass away because again they just wanted to have a good time but it just doesn't make any sense it it is unfair for those that went looking for a good time and next thing you know they die like they they're gone you know and um it's crazy and all because other people decided to be selfish and greedy 
Now, um, I got to hear another perspective through uh, a coworker who actually went to the Travis Scott, and he was all like in denial of everything that has happened because he's like, I went there, nothing bad happened, and I'm like, bro, you're like on the opposite side of the whole thing that happened, and he literally thought it was uh like a, just a regular concert, like if it was me going to Warp Tour or me going to Discovery Green, that's how he felt, you know? He's like nothing happened so he's pretty think he like he's literally thinking that none of this happened and i'm just like oh shit <laughs> you know um and honestly i'm at loss of words you know because that's the thing and that's why i'm saying it i wasn't there i don't know what really happened with travis scott i don't know what what were the security guards thinking you know uh it could have been for so many things at this point the only thing that we can just rely on or just listen to is other people's stories but at the end of the day everybody has a different story because again all of us we're diff we're different we we communicate differently we have different perspectives and whatnot we will see something that's wrong and whatnot and even worse our mind can also even psychologically manipulate what we see and i learned this in psychology class like what two years ago where um th there's a term for it and i forgot what it was but um, sometimes like, you know, your your brain can actually paint a picture differently when you're going through a traumatic experience. Like, for example, like if you're in a car crash, um, you know, if, if the person that hit you and, and ran, you know, it was probably like a silver truck. But in reality, it was, you know, a white truck or worse, a, a red SUV, something because, you know, you're so traumatized, you can't even rely to your own brain. And and again i learned this in psychology supposedly they said they said that you know people are even behind bars for for other people like giving misinformation that they thought that they believe it was right so it's the same thing with the travis scott uh concert so some people were would say oh yeah i saw that but they were on the opposite side of the whole thing. I'm not saying you guys are giving false accusations. It's just that maybe, maybe, you know, your mind is playing tricks on you. And you thought, you thought you were seeing it all. But really, again, you're like people would twist the words. And this is why the media, again, manipulates the actual story. We don't know what happened. If I was there, if I got to see through my own eyes, like, oh my God, this person actually passed out because of the, the not just the surfing or whatnot or like um they were having a hard time breathing it would it, it, it's like you know okay i can say that but at the same time it's like there are other people that would say oh well this person is stone you know they probably took too many drugs and this is why they passed away it's so many things to say but at the end of the day we lost eight people for no damn reason because they were all just trying to have a good time. And so at, I just want to leave at this note by saying, guys, for the love of God, stop being selfish. Stop being greedy for your own damn sense, satisfaction and take care of those other people. I don't give a damn if, you know, you don't know them. They're strangers for you. Because, again, at the end of the day, they have not disrespected you. You shouldn't disrespect them. And by, and, you know, putting them at risk just for your own damn satisfaction it, like I don't know what else I could say and you know I feel like 
because this generation i'm not saying because i'm a millennial well i'm in between and i've said this so many times i'm literally in between of gen z and millennials like google doesn't even know what to categorize me at this point because you know some people would say oh gen z started at this year which is the year i was born but then millennials said they ended at this year which is you know it's so many things the thing for me is just that at the end of the day you know i feel like both generations are getting more and more dumber and i don't want that to happen i really want the next generation to be the next best best thing freaking let's prove these damn baby boomers wrong or 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 whatever you know i don't know what was uh before baby boomers but still and let's prove them wrong and let's do better guys like honestly It'll be the best thing that we ever done. And you know how you would say, I want to prove my parents wrong. Let's prove that generation wrong and let's do better. And that's literally all I got to say about that whole topic. And for those that, you know, for those that passed away, my heart is with you guys because it's it's upsetting Um, for for those, you know, with the families too who lost them. I again, my my heart is with you guys. Um. I am hoping that you guys will be able to spread the message of, you know, again, risk, like just watch out for other people, you know, because it it's it's just not OK. It's just not it's, it's like so many things going in my head. It's just like it's not OK for them to lose their lives just again because of these this ignorance. This is just bad. But again, it's a learning experience for for not only us as a fans, but also for performers, venues, even security, you know, it's all a learning experience. And all we can do instead of stop, like instead of talk shit and sue and whatnot, the best thing to do is learn, grow for grow from it and let's move forward. And I'm not saying let's forget about it. No hell no we're not gonna forget about this incident we learn from it we take everything that happened and do better so that's basically all i gotta say about that topic and you know i i rambled on with something that i love and i ended it with something that i hated but i just want you guys to again grab my experience see through it through my eyes and again you know because me I I just want to make sure everybody else is safe. I could care less about myself. But, you know, I just want you guys to be happy, you know, be entertained, be, you know, just calm and just, ugh, let me do the angry voice for you. But um, I hope you guys did enjoy this uh, episode. I, I know for sure I did, especially when I had to talk about Slipknot. And, you know, my experience from it, it makes me happy. And, you know, I just wish that, you know, people would just act a certain way when it comes to respecting those. If if there was literally no hate in this world, oh, you'd be surprised how much we can move forward from a lot of things. But um, I just want to leave at that note. You know, I hope you guys did enjoy it. Uh, I hope you guys did learn from this experience. And yeah. I would talk to you you guys on definitely on the next one. And let's see what I have prepared for y'all. But, you know, stay safe. Watch out for each other. Okay. So, yeah. I'll talk to you guys on the next one.